Hey everyone, welcome to the Hometown Fresh podcast, the show that talks all things grocery, customer service, career development, and more. I'm Gracie, social media coordinator for Harps Food Stores, and today we'll be hearing from our director of training and leadership development, Bob Arthur, as we discuss the topic of combating burnout in the workplace and in our day-to-day lives. Bob leads our Harps Learning U program here at the company and provides associates and listeners alike with the skills they need to be successful not only in the business world, but in life. How are you today, Bob? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. good. Did you have a good weekend? I guess it was all right. Yeah, it was kind of relaxing, low key, but that sometimes I need those things, especially in light of our topic of today. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so in light of our topic, what do you like to do to relax? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, you know, I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I do enjoy going to my grandchildren's activities right? But I must admit there are some times when when games get a little intense, I may not relax real well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, you know, I I enjoy doing that. I do read. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. Really, I watch sports. I like football a lot. Uh But uh, sometimes I'll watch some just watch some TV, but it's usually like I'm doing season three of The Chosen right now, yeah. which is a, which is really an awesome series. I highly recommend it. And so it's things like that where I just kind of just try to kick back or I'll exercise. And we'll, I know we're going to talk about some of those things today, but try not to always be on the go. As some people we know are always on the go. And I try not to do that because I know you, it burns you out. It just yeah. does. Yeah. Are you trying sure. to call me out right now? Yeah. You don't have anything going on in your life. I know that. Yeah, 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 right. Of yeah, so. Cool. Okay. So yeah, today we're going to talk about burnout and give some helpful tips as to how to avoid such things. So I have some information I can read. Okay. If, yeah, right, go for it. Okay? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Go for it. So we actually asked AI this question, but it was very helpful. So I'm going to read yeah. the response. So burnout refers to a state of chronic physical and emotional exhaustion, often caused by prolonged periods of stress or excessive demands, particularly in the workplace or other high pressure environments. It can affect individuals physically, emotionally, and mentally, leading to decreased motivation, reduced productivity, and a general sense of being overwhelmed and drained. Signs and symptoms of burnout may include exhaustion, feeling tired all the time, even after rest or sleep, cynicism and detachment, becoming emotionally distant and disconnected from work or personal activities, reduced performance, decline in productivity and difficulty, focusing on tasks, feeling ineffective, believing that one's efforts are not making a difference or having any impact, emotional changes, experiencing increased irritability, anger, or sadness, physical symptoms, headaches, muscle tension, and other physical complaints, neglecting personal needs, ignoring self-care and personal well-being. So burnout can have severe consequences for an individual's mental and physical health, as well as their professional and personal life. It is essential to recognize the signs early and take steps to address and prevent burnout. So Bob, today we're going to address these symptoms and try to give our audience, customers, and associates some helpful tips to help them feel refreshed and prevent feelings of exhaustion and burnout. We have seven useful action steps that can point us in the right direction, and we're also just going to give some personal tips as well, I think. I think we're just going to banter a little bit and talk about it. So can you tell us about the first step? How about if we back up just for a second? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I think it's absolutely critical that we recognize some of the symptoms that the signs on the front end as early as possible. Because what we're about ready to get into is almost like, now I'm in burnout, what am I going to do? 
I don't know if there's anything on this list that I haven't actually probably felt personally in the last 60 to 90 days. After a while, you just, you have things that are just going and going and going and going. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because I have my moments where I've slept all night and I get up and I still feel tired. I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get cynical because we have a tendency to want to drift to the negative anyway. We've talked about that before. But sometimes you feel like, you hey, am I making any difference? I have been here since. I say all that to say that I think the more we could recognize and realize, uh uh-oh, I might be headed down a slippery slope here. I might be headed toward really being burned out or end up doing so much or trying to perform, 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 and then all of a sudden you just crash. And so it's happened to countless people, which is unfortunate. You know, it really is. And so I just want to back up and just kind of talk about that for a second to realize that we can recognize it. It can help minimize. It. You know, it does, yeah. I may not necessarily take it completely away, but at least maybe you could head it off a little bit before it really gets bad and, or gets, you know, physically or mentally debilitating, which can happen for some people. Especially in our culture right now, we want everything now. We want everything fast. Everything is speed. We got to get it. We got to get it done. We got to get it done right. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be great. I need it yesterday. So people Mm -hmm. are feeling those pressures, which really can contribute to someone who's just saying, I'm done. Yeah. So, okay. I just wanted to tap in on that just for a moment, if that's okay. Absolutely. Okay. We're just talking. So you said the first step. I know the first step. Dr. Henry Cloud has a book called Boundaries. And that really is one of the first things. We have to learn how to set boundaries in our life. I highly recommend that book. It's really good. Now, it really focuses a lot on more relationship boundaries with people than so much like work-related boundaries, although it still applies. But I know this, if we don't learn how to set boundaries in our life, then someone else is going to set those for us. Mm-hmm. And whether that be our supervisor or a coworker or, you know, relationship that we have at home. And so I think that book in general really is a, is a really good guide to help people learn how to set those boundaries. Because really, if you don't have like the relational boundaries with people, you know, is really, like I said a while ago, is really what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll drain you. The relational stresses that we may have at home just doesn't help if we're having stresses at work. I mean, it does contribute, you know, to the burnout area. So I think it's something that it is important. We can really only determine those for ourselves. Yeah. No, that's something that I I am horrible at. So I need to read this read this book. (laughs) Yeah, it's because even with so I. I work here at Harps, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And I also run a wedding photography business on the side, which mm-hmm. is booming, which is great. But I have so many inquiries a day at this point that it is getting overwhelming. And yeah. I am a yes man. And, ah, okay. I, yeah. and I'm and i planning my own wedding. Right. And yep. so I have had to say no to so many people between now and October that it like actually physically pains me. But I have to, like you said, I have to learn to set those boundaries and say, you know what, can you wait till December? Right. Or I'm sorry, I have to pass up on this opportunity, but here's a recommendation. And that's hard to do because I will tell myself, okay, I'm not accepting any more clients. I have too much going on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get married and then I'll start thinking about my business. But then here I am. I just booked one yesterday Yeah. Okay. And yeah. in September which is the month before my wedding. But yeah, like that's something that, that's a personal example, but I don't like to tell people no. And so I try to take everything on and then I get burnt out and I get overwhelmed. And I've, 
I know this. I've done it to myself. It's a cycle over yeah. and over. That's a good word right there, the cycle factor. Or yeah. you don't like to tell people no. And sometimes some people with certain behavioral traits, it's very difficult for them to tell people no because they don't want to disappoint people or they don't want people to think negatively of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be liked or whatever it might be. So yeah, and that's kind of a little bit of an example where somebody else is setting your boundary for you. You understand yeah. me? But you've got these, you know, these variables that are coming in. I think another thing that helps us with boundaries is the fact that if we really understand what our life call is or what our life mission is, you know, my my life mission is to influence others for their benefit. And so I don't get many opportunities anymore of people will say, hey, will you help us do this? Or would you serve on this board? Or will you do these type of things? Since I've started working here, I've been really focused here. So I've kind of gotten out of a lot of community activity. Mm-hmm. But but I've had to say, like you, I've said, no, I, I can't do that or I'm not going to do that because it doesn't really fit, you know, with what I know my calling is and what my purpose is. Yeah. And so it's sooner that we as individuals can kind of figure that out and say, you know, that sounds good, but it just doesn't fit. That can help us set some boundaries, too, to keep us from getting overextended. Because I know people serve on too many boards or people who are in their church and they do way too much in their church. But they get asked, so they say yes, you know, those type of things. And so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just one of those things that can, I think that could really help set some boundaries when you know where you're going and you've got your guardrails in place. That I just can't get outside of these guardrails. And that'll help us to get to the point where, you know, I know we're talking about being able to say no, well, setting the boundaries really does kind of fit in there as far as I just can't do that. Thank you for asking me, but it's just not going to work for me right now. I've had to say that, but I'm glad I've said that, you yeah. know, without having something else on my plate that doesn't really need to be there. Yeah, that's really good. You said something that reminded me of this in regard to setting boundaries. I don't know if it's TikTok or if it's Instagram. It's a trending, I guess, saying right now okay. where people are saying like, I'm protecting my peace. I protected my peace and now my life is boring. That sort of thing. And honestly, I feel like that statement is super powerful because you do have to protect your peace. You do have to say no. You do have to set aside time for yourself. If you are a yes man, that can be really hard to do. And something that I have had to drive the point home with myself with booking a ton of clients just because I want to. I have to tell myself I am not serving them to the best of my ability if I'm taking too many of them. Yeah, sure. And so that's something by saying yes, I'm actually doing more harm than good because I'm not able to serve them at full capacity and give them my best. And so that's something I've had to remind myself. And that applies to any area of life. If you have too many things going on, you're strained. You cannot serve all of those people to the best of your ability. So like pick the places, and you kind of already said this, but pick the places that you know that you can serve well and that you want to put your full energy into. And then the extra time that you would have spent doing all these other things that you say no to, you rest and you recharge for the next thing. Yeah. Which kind of goes into our next one. So the next helpful action step is to practice self-care. So engage in activities that promote relaxation and well-being, such as exercise, hobbies, or spending time with loved ones. 
I think the exercise part is important. Throughout my life, I've been times when I've done really well at that, and other times I've not done well at all at that. It's no secret. I'm in my 60s now, but, you know, I'm into it now again, and so it it just really helps a lot. It really helps clear your mind. It really does help relax you and just kind of give you a, a freshness when you look at things or changes your perspective or you're frustrated or angry and you kind of get that worked out. And so, but I also know another thing that I do at least have some time in the mornings just to have what some people would call a quiet time, a time of meditation, a prayer time, a devotional time, a thinking time. I mean, the people have all kinds of different terms that they use for that where it it really does help set the tone for the day. At least it does for me. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me a lot. So many times what happens to us, especially in the relation to burnout, is we get up, we make up, and we go. So it's like we're on the go as soon as we're getting up. We're eating fast. We're showering and we're doing all the stuff that we do in the mornings. And then we get yep. in the car and we go to work and we just get into it instead of the self-care part of where you just try to get yourself spiritually or emotionally or mentally at least settled before you get into your day. That can help give you a little more opportunity to stay focused and learn how to prioritize. I know we'll talk about that in a minute too, but I I know it's helpful for me. We need to turn off the screens at night. We we really do. You're right. Uh, We really do. The days that I've done it, Oh, I might check if I get a text or something on my phone, but I get away from my computer or iPad or whatever, and I'm not on the screen, I'm not on Facebook, or I'm not on, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, about two hours before I go to bed, it's unbelievable the sleep quality difference. I mean, it's really, it's not good for us, and it can contribute, again, to the burnout factor. So if you think about it, you get up, you make up, you go, you blast through your day, you may have some stress, you may not get things done that you want to do, then you go home, then you eat, then you get on the screen, and you're on the screen until you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And the next day you get up and do it again. That's not healthy, you yeah. know, as far as just us physically, emotionally, and mentally. But I have found that that's really helped me a lot. And it's so easy to stay on the social media or, you know, it's just easy because we're addicted to it. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and talking about all these kids are, they they just seem to be on this all the time. And then the other person looked at me and says, well, so are we as adults? And I said, yeah, you're right. So so it's a real addicting type of thing that could be adverse that can contribute to the burnout because we're not even giving our minds time to rest. Yeah. Or you get up in the morning, the first thing you do, the first thing you're looking at is your phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, what emails do I have? What text messages do I have? What do I need to check? I need to check my bank account. I mean, it's just, we do it every day. <laughs> yeah. And it's just probably not a good way to start or end our day when it comes to self-care. I've just learned, I'm, I haven't mastered it, mm-hmm. but, I've, but I'm learning and I'm noticing the benefits of when I truly apply what I just talked about over the last two minutes. Yeah. You know? That's something I'd like to comment on. I wrote down under practice self-care, avoid overstimulation or sensory overload. And that is something that has been hard for me because the past few years I've been in school. I've Mm -hmm. owned my own business. I've worked here. I've been back and forth saying yes to everyone else. And so I have something going on all the time. And so now that life is starting to hopefully slow down, (laughs) I find that even times that I have that I am able to quote unquote rest, I'm not resting. 
and I think I am. And this actually happened to me last night. I got home. I was cooking dinner. I had the TV on. I had I was cooking and I was doing things. And in between cooking and watching the TV, I was on my phone. And so then I sat down for dinner and I had the TV on. And then I picked up my phone and was watching a video. So both noises were going on at the same time. So I started to get anxiety. So then I muted the TV, but I was watching the mute TV as I was on my phone. Like it was ridiculous. And I stopped and I was like, why do I need, why do I need all of this? Like if you cannot sit in the quiet and just do whatever it is that you're doing, there's a problem. There's a problem. And I'm admitting that like, that's something I need to work on. I've been so stimulated all the time that I don't know how to not be. Yeah. And so that's something that's part of self-care. Like if you have to have a noise or a thing or something going on all the time, that's not self-care. Maybe self-care is doing your hobby but doing it in silence or or just listening to music and that's it yeah. or listening to a podcast and that's it. I've had to work on minimizing the stimulation that is going on. That's a really good word. You know, I've, I've said this in leadership sessions before. I'm not picking on you when I say this. No, All you're right? fine. <laughs> people are afraid of silence. Mm-hmm. They do. A lot of times people have to have, like you said, that stimulation or you're on the screen and all the way to bed, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Because people don't like the silence. Not everybody, this should be a talk for another time, but you have to face yourself. And if you don't get in the silence, like I said, I refer back to like that morning time, that's silent time. There's not anything going on for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm reading or something, but there's not any activity, like you said. And so your generation has been so stimulated for so long. You have grown up in it. It's been your life. And so now you recognizing it is a plus, you know, yeah. for you. But really, it's like I said earlier, it's not just your generation. It's everybody now. But there's always people that have to have noise going on. Yeah. But it's in those moments of silence that we could really, truly get that internal rest that you mentioned a while ago, that that peace that we really want. You can grab that in the midst of silence. You can't grab it in the midst of noise. I will say lately my mornings have been quiet. Yeah. So I'm working on it there. There It needs to spread to more areas of my life, but I'm starting with my mornings. Yeah. Um, and if it's not complete silence, it's like worship music while I'm getting ready. And so that isn't overstimulating. That's nice. Yeah. And car rides have like, I get overwhelmed anymore if I'm listening to music, unless it's worship music. And so I will ride in silence. Gives you a chance to think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's right. So our third action step is seek support. So talk to friends, family, or colleagues about your feelings to gain perspective and emotional support. And I did write as a comment, try not to emotionally dump on people, but don't try and get through these feelings alone. Tell someone close to you how you're feeling. Because I feel like a lot of people feel this way. I mean, I have recently definitely and been like, why do I feel so stressed and overwhelmed? But a lot of people work in eight to five. A lot of people have outside activities and things that they are committed to. And so I had to talk to other people. If you're not doing the things we talked about and practicing self-care, sometimes it can get overwhelming. But that's why, like, don't keep it to yourself. Don't stay overwhelmed alone right yeah let's tie two of these together okay okay two of our let's tie we're, i'm gonna bring the last one in with this one is that okay yeah no okay. they okay. actually fit together really well they do so sometimes people don't want to admit that they quote can't handle it mm-hmm. so they don't want to tell anybody 
right? People are making the assumption that it looks like everybody else has got it together. And I'm struggling. I, I don't want to admit to somebody that I have issues here. Uh, I'm really overwhelmed. And I think what you wrote in, in this part was really good, that someone who's close to you, hopefully all of us have at least one person that we could really be transparent with, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And really bring things to the table that you can talk to them about. And especially in a work setting, many times people will not want to reach out to their colleagues or it can end up getting into a downward spiral gripe session you know what mm-hmm. I mean if you start talking about it oh, I know how you feel and bring it there there it goes you know what I mean mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't help either but even the last one was talking about you know seek some professional help I'll just be real direct here that can be very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get someone who's professionally trained that you can talk to, that can give you some perspective that's just very objective in the perspective that comes. I personally think that for so long in our culture, it's been taboo if you've needed mental health help. And it's just like, well, sometimes you need help because you broke your arm. Right. Sometimes you need help because you're not feeling good. You've got got to go to the doctor. You got a virus or you got something. Right. And Mm -hmm. so and then sometimes we we're not feeling good because we're just we're having a hard time mentally. I just don't think that's an admission of weakness. Really, it's a strength move when you say I need to get someone to help me work through this stuff. So if you don't have that close friend or even if you don't feel good about that close friend, talking to them about what you're struggling with, then I would encourage people to get some help. You know, been through a real valley. And in the midst of that valley, I've gone and gotten some professional help. And it's really helped me to get the right perspective, to give me some things to put into place or a little bit of a game plan here and there to, you know, help navigate through the journey. And so I really encourage that and getting the support that you need, you know, and you say, well, I can't go to a therapist for a hundred dollars an hour. Okay, I understand that. But just get someone that you can talk things through, that cares about you, that loves you, that can be objective and can really say, hey, you know, you you gotta get your boundaries in line. Someone that's willing to say maybe some hard statements or just to make you sit back and realize, ooh, yeah, I really have drifted here. But they can see it and it helps reinforce, you know, what's going on in your life. So I think that's a great piece there about getting the support that we need. There's nothing wrong with it. It's actually extremely healthy because mm-hmm. people have been gifted in life to help people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, tapping into that person who's been wired that way, gifted that way, that could really make a difference in someone's life. You know, we should take advantage of those opportunities for sure, and mm-hmm. especially in this realm. Well, and again, if you're not seeking support or professional help or whatever it is, you're doing more harm than good to the people around you because you're hurting, like you're struggling with burnout or exhaustion. And so that is going to affect your mood and your attitude and that's going to affect everyone else. So yeah, it's, it's healthy. It's mature to like realize, Hey, I have a problem or Hey, I'm struggling and be able to admit that and go get help. Yeah. So there's a lot of truth to that. Especially if you lead a team and you're burned out, well, your team's going to be burned out Mm because whoever the leader is, they set the tone. It's just real important. The next one is prioritize tasks. So focus on high priority tasks and break larger projects into smaller manageable steps to reduce feelings of overwhelm. And I did make some comments on this. 
I will say, as somebody who has a lot of tasks, I struggle with this really hard, but I saw something the other day that really, really helped me with it, and I'm going to share it here in a second. Okay. I did write down, if you struggle with prioritization and distraction, tell yourself that you'll reward yourself if you complete the most important, relevant, and time-sensitive task first without interruption. Keyword, without interruption. So set your phone across the room, get done what you can get done. And then tell yourself, okay, if I get this done, I get to eat a brownie after dinner or, you know, whatever it is. I think multitasking is nutcase. Oh, crap. I'm so good at multitasking. (laughs) Well, I shouldn't. Maybe that was too direct. I think what we need to do is is we need to do one task at a time and finish the task. And like you said, you said it well here about, you know, prioritize what's the most important task and finish it and then go to the next one Mm -hmm. and do that one and finish it instead of trying to work on three or four at a time because that's what scatters us. The productivity level goes through the roof high if we'll do one task at a time. And like you said, if you'll prioritize them, it's incredible how much you can get done. But if you're working on all of them at the same time, well, you still may not do any of them as well as you could, like you were talking about earlier, you know, like with some of your clients, right? And so it's like, I think if we could take those tasks, do them one at a time, you know, and I understand some tasks are long. You maybe have to work on it a year. I get, you know, if it's a big, huge thing but right. i'm just talking about the things that we need to get done that was my comment is just to get it done do the next one do the next one and then you know if you didn't get that one done then finish it tomorrow morning and then move to the next one you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's amazing how much you can get done it really is so i saw this i can't remember where it was tiktok or somewhere but it really really helped me and changed my mindset yeah. Because you hear so many people when talking about prioritization, they talk about, well, just set a routine. Set a routine for yourself. Do the routine every day. And right now, my life is anything but routine. Right. Like, everything is crazy and whatever. And I've always struggled with that because I can't get into a routine because every day looks a little bit different. And so that annoys me. What do you mean a routine? How are you guys doing this? But I saw this thing and it said, make routine menus for yourself if you right. struggle. So like I can set quote unquote menus, like dinner menus almost for myself and I make multiple and I pick one each day. So whether it's okay for this menu, I wake up in the morning, I make my coffee, I do my hair, I sit and I read my Bible or I meditate or whatever. And then I get in the car and go to work and then I eat breakfast at work for the next menu give yourself okay I get to sleep in a little bit this day because I already did my hair last night and so then I'm gonna stop somewhere and get coffee on the way and I don't know if I'm explaining this well but let's say like an after work menu after work I'm gonna go home I'm gonna edit this gallery for two hours and then I'm gonna eat a quick dinner I'm gonna take a shower I'm gonna call Callens I'm gonna go to bed or I'm gonna get home I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to relax and watch my favorite show for an hour, two hours, and then I go to bed. Like you offer yourself different menus. So you pick a menu for the day and that's your routine for the day. So it's not like a quote unquote same routine every day. You schedule your routines, your different routines. That's something that has been helpful for me. So I don't feel like I'm failing. I don't feel like, well, I can't get into a routine. And so my life is so disorganized and I'm not doing it well and whatever. I'm setting specific different routines for myself. So I'm like, okay, I accomplished what I meant to and I'm going to accomplish the next thing tomorrow yeah I get it so 
Yeah, and I think some people do that through their days. I mean, they'll even, they'll routine their day where, okay, for these, I'm going to work on this. I'm not checking emails until 10. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? So so they're going to work on whatever it is, they're a task or mm-hmm. tasks. Then at 10, I'm going to check my emails. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I may have to do something coming out of that email. Okay, fine. Then I add it to the task list. Yeah. You know, you know that kind of thing. So I understand, I think, what people were saying about, you know, trying to develop certain routines or certain times of the days that you do specific things things you mm-hmm. know um but you know what you're talking about like, yeah you bring in a little variety you get away from the routine i mean the routines will burn you out yeah a lot of times i've heard professional athletes say after a while it just gets to be a grind because mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing you know every week you know that kind of stuff so i understand what you're saying bringing in some not necessarily spontaneity but just a little different approach you're still getting it done but you're approaching it a little bit differently yeah hey, if that works great for you good seriously yeah because yeah. i mean if i do get into a routine of like i'm doing the exact same thing at the exact same time every day i get burnout out like that so yeah. quick because yeah. I need variety. There you go. So for someone who doesn't like the day-to-day exact routine, this is helpful. Yeah. Because you feel like you're prioritizing. You feel like you're getting things done, but you're getting to do it in a variety of different ways and yeah. still feel organized and not chaotic. Yeah, that's good. You so. may get some uh, emails or phone calls from some of the listeners to this saying, hey, tell me more about that. So <laughs> be prepared. You know, I say. So. <laughs> I'll be glad to help. I'll link my email if you'll want to know more. Yeah, there you go. Again, we're not cookie cutter. Yeah. So the next one is learn to say no, which we did cover, sort of. Yeah, we did. I uh, think, yeah, I think that a lot of that has to do with the boundaries part. I really yeah. do. There are things that come up that's going to rattle our routine or whatever we're trying to get done. Things happen. You can't tell your supervisor, no, I'm not going to do that because it doesn't fit my life purpose and it breaks up my routine for today. I mean, mean, there's times where we have to, what we call in our 10 core principles, realign rigorously. Mm -hmm. We're going to get curves thrown at us. You know, we're going to have to say yes to some things that we may not necessarily want to, but we're going to have to. I think it's the bigger issues where, again, we're being asked to do some things that are going to take a ton of time that would distract us from what our priorities are or what our purpose is. I know it's a little repetitive. I'm sorry, but I think those are the things we need to say no to. I mean, if Frank were to come in here today and say, Bob, I need this report, I'm not going to say, well, Frank, that just doesn't fit my schedule today. I'm sorry. Can I give it to you Friday? No, he wants it today. So that's actually protecting my peace today. Yeah, I I mean, this is not going to work. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to say, yes, sir. I'll get it to you as soon as I can. I think sometimes what you wrote here where it says, don't overcommit yourself and be comfortable declining additional responsibilities when necessary. That's what I'm talking about. You know, we're trying to give you more responsibility. Does it fit? Maybe if you get the more responsibility, is it going to help you career wise and help you reach some goals? Well, then maybe you should say yes. Yeah. So you have to weigh those things through and you have to work it out. Again, how does it fit in the bigger picture? Sometimes we do need to say yes. And other times we need to say, I'm sorry, I just can't do that. Yeah. Thank you for asking me, but it just doesn't fit. Yeah. So the last one is take breaks. So it says incorporate short breaks throughout the workday to recharge and refocus, which this office is really great about doing. They are. They really are. They're very intentional about that, which I think is really a good thing. 
at 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock, people are taking a break around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have, you know, I know we talked about some things that we could do on the break. You know, like one of the things that you jotted down was going for a walk. We have quite a few of our colleagues here who walk every day. Some people walk at 10 and at 3. That's not only physically healthy, I just think that's emotionally healthy and helps clear your mind, mentally healthy. Because some of the people who work here, especially since we've grown so much, really over the last two to three years, that the workload and the stress level in some of our areas here is up. And Mm -hmm. so to have some of those individuals actually take the time and go and literally take their breaks, you know what I mean? I I think that's a big difference. You know, I think another thing is if you finish a task, well then why don't you get up from your desk and just go do something for five minutes or something and just take a break step outside get some fresh air do what you need to do you know before you sit down and just dive into the next one that can help reset you know it's vital and then i'm going to say one other thing and i have been one of the worst i will admit i'm not good at this and i talked about earlier but take your vacation Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who don't i have been in trouble I've gotten in trouble before. You've gotten um, in not, trouble for not, not? Not awful trouble, oh. but I have been told, why didn't you take all of your vacation? Mm-hmm. And it, I don't have much of an answer. I think it's real important that we actually, whatever vacation we have coming, we need to take that break. We really do. You can prepare ahead of time. Everything's going to be fine. I know I took off on that, but I really, rest is important. It's We're wired to have times and moments of rest and days of rest. And so, but again, if we can take those short breaks and then when it's time to take a vacation, take it. Mm-hmm. And don't wear yourself out while you go on vacation. There's some people who come back from vacation burned out from vacation because they had so much going on from vacation. And now they need a vacation for after vacation in order to recover from vacation. I can't say that again, but you understand what I mean, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. I saw a joke the other day that the lay on the beach and read a book person always marries the adventure person. Mm, and then they end up going on vacation together. So one person is like, let's go to museums. Let's go splash in the ocean. Let's whatever. And they're wanting to go do stuff all the time. And the yeah. other person is like, let me rest. Yeah. Let me sit on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And on the note of take your vacation, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go somewhere. That's right. Have a staycation. Uh, yeah. Just take the time regardless of where you are. Right. Okay. Do we have anything else today? Anything we missed? Anything you'd like to say or end with? I think just in general, in our culture, we're conditioned to be in a position to get burned out real easy if we're not careful. And I think people are probably burned out more than they realize. Mm-hmm. They're so used to the stress level. And of course, then you get the stress level and then you got all the physical stuff that goes with it. And so going back to where we, when we started on, on those things that the, those signs, when you begin to see those signs, don't wait until it takes you over the edge, you know what I mean? You know, begin to apply some of the things that we talked about here. Some of these steps, as soon as you recognize something, to head it off to where you don't get to the point where, seriously, there's some people go to the hospital Mm -hmm. because they're so burned out or they don't have any, they haven't had any rest and they've been on the go and going and all of a sudden you're getting rest, but you're in the hospital. 
that just doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. but it happens to a lot of people. And so I think just recognizing early and being able to head it off and be able to minimize it. And I'm not saying it's going to totally eliminate it, but at least you minimize it and you can begin to develop some newer habits and not let yourself drift in to being where you're burned out. And the all of the negative things that go with that is just uh, so much healthier. And so that's what I encourage people to do. Recognize it and begin to implement some of the things and then uh, you'll be okay. You'll be good. Yeah. Well, Bob, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast today to talk with us about recharging and combating burnout. Our day-to-day is what makes up the majority of our lives and it's important to reflect on how we spend our time and prioritize what is most important. If you're still listening, thanks for tuning in today on the Harps Learning You show and make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hometown Fresh channel and check the description below for more information and helpful resources related to this episode.